0: All of our interactions with customers are, are online, you know, whether it's email, chat, or whatnot. Like, what if that customer was standing right in front of you, and you were like trying to figure out what was going on with them, trying to watch like this conversation that was happening with your coworkers over here, and keeping up with this timer over here that just keeps going, ding, 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 ding. Like, yeah, you wouldn't do that to a customer, right? I'm Chase Clements, and this is The Support Ops Hangout. This is the show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. We've got some of the best support pros in the business on our uh, crew, so before we dive into this week's topic, let's go ahead and make sure you know everybody now. Carolyn is, last we heard, trapped in an Apple store, so we hope to hear from her soon, sometime, maybe, possibly, if she can escape from there. Um, Jeff, we have just second, but first up, Chase Livingston getting to go first again this week. Big week.
1: It's pretty awesome. Glad to be here.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And then for viewers of the video, um, you can see, like with mine, um, there's this big blank wall behind me, which is really exciting. So we're, uh, we're down in Auburn this week, and this is my little nook. It's, it's nice. Um, like I mentioned, Jeff's going to be on in a second, so we'll go ahead and uh, introduce him when he gets there. But we want to get you uh, kind of into the topic. Um, so for this week, we're talking about really one of the most important boundaries that you can set this is kind of the when i was first thinking about this particular theme uh, for this series it was kind of the one that naturally popped in my head and it was your time you know Uh, you only get so much of it so every like little bit that you get counts Um, my uh my boss jason freed had this uh article he wrote a couple of weeks ago and i'm just kind of love this quote so i wanted to throw it in here uh he said he wrote imagine if anyone could just take some money out of your bank account when they needed it times more valuable than money yet that's exactly what people are doing with other people's time. So we want to talk about time this week, just kind of how you structure your uh, the time that you have, when you say yes to stuff, when you say no to stuff, what boundaries do you have? Like um, some people do no email Mondays or no, uh, uh, no meeting Fridays, or I guess that would really be no meeting Mondays. It has a better like alliteration to it, kind of like Taco Tuesdays it always has to happen on Tuesdays, Stir Friday. Um, so yeah, Chase, let's uh, kind of start with you cause we do have a, um, you know, it's such a bigger company when we talk about automatic. Um, how do, so if somebody needs to like sit down with you for, I don't know, a, a chat or one-on-one or, or whatever, right? Like how, how does that kind of play into your schedule? Like how does somebody, um, kind of, you know, figure out a, a good time to meet and talk about things?
1: Yeah. So I try to, um, Schedule those on you know days that already have other meetings, maybe. So if I'm going to be you know in, then I might as well do another one if I you know have the time or whatever. Um, and so one of the things we do on um, our teams is uh, we call them like Ticket Smashing Mondays or, or whatever you you may call it. So we try not to have meetings and any one on ones or team meetings or anything like that on Mondays, um, just so we can you know really focus on our tickets that have come in over the weekend. Um, we're really fully staffed every weekend. And so it's just, you know, it's something we've just started doing every Monday, regardless of whether we have everybody online on the weekend or not. And um, just, you know, try to go into the week strong, get things under control and and uh, sort of set the tone for the rest of the week. Um, and so, yeah, normally uh, we just, uh, at least, and me personally too, try to schedule meetings for, um, you know, later in the week um, and avoid that, that Monday because sometimes coming in off the weekend can be a little rough and, uh, you know, just, catching up on, on things that have happened. So, um, that's one of the, the big things that I do as far as, you know, scheduling things around, um, other meetings and that kind of thing, uh, just sort of fit it in, uh, fit it in where it will fit.
0: So you've got the, the emails going on, you've got people trying to, um, you know, uh, set amazing meetings and things with you throughout the week. Um, how much time do you set aside for like your stuff, like projects you might be working on, or I mean, hell, even just like time to uh, think about whatever, you know, new projects you might want to pick up? Yeah, that's probably
1: honestly something that I should probably be better at. Um, I have tried in the past, um, I guess you would call it, you know, blocks of time or whatever for certain things. And so actually scheduling out, um, time in your calendar, uh, to sort of train your brain and and really just get you in a, a mindset of okay, this is writing time, and then you know for an hour, and then this next hour is um, planning time for whatever project I might be working on. Um, I've tried that in the past, and it hasn't always stuck, but it's probably something I I might should try again just because of how many things uh, are going on and how many you know plates are in the air, if you will, right now. Um, and it's honestly probably something that I could learn from some other folks on on how to make sure that that time is there when it's needed. And, um, I don't, you know, overcommit myself as far as scheduling meetings and and my calendar
0: goes. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like that idea of blocking out, like, I'm going to work on this for an hour. Then I'm going to work on this for two hours. I'm going to work on this for 30 minutes. Like that never has worked at all. Um, I, I guess it works for some people. For me, it's always like, so if you say you're going to sit down and work on, some idea that you have, right? So maybe it's the the beginning stages of an idea that you want to just take some time to think through and kind of jot down some stuff and kind of get the ball rolling. Um, trying to bucket that in like an hour is so hard. Um, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I, I get in that hour and then I'm like, uh, like once you finally do kind of get going, then you're like 15, 20 minutes into the block. And now you're like, well, crap, I've got like 40 minutes left.
1: Yeah, my brain doesn't always... To understand that it's time to think about and come up with those ideas. So it does you know, take a little while to get going and then you may uh, hit a block and, you know, end up going on to other things. But then you may find later on in the day that you actually do have an idea and need the time to sit down and really think it out. But, you know, if you scheduled yourself pretty tight for the, the rest of that time, then it, it makes it tough.
0: Yeah. So what do you do in those situations? Like even like now, what do you, what do you do when you – you, know, you sit down to work on something, it's not flowing for whatever reason. So you kind of just put it off and, and come back to it later. Um, how do you make sure that you get back to it?
1: I try to, uh, so I, I try to be pretty good about um, like either setting reminders or, or just keeping like a, um, a note open and um, Apple notes or something like that. Um, just something to, I guess, keep track so I don't like lose the thought or lose the the thing that came to mind, even if I don't have time to, you know, take action on it. Um I use, you know, Todoist for like task management and stuff. So it's just, if it's just something that, uh, you know, a, a box I need to check uh, later for a for a certain task, I'll, you know, quickly, you know, add it in there and then come back to it later. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, you know, there, everybody has, you know, their own ways that work for them. For me, you know, I try to, you can jot it down somewhere, make a note of it and then uh, come back to it when I do have the time, if it's um, just not working out for me right then.
0: Yeah, now I know one of the kind of the big fads lately is is using different apps and things to keep track of like I'm using, like I'm doing, I've spent two hours on, I don't know, social media, two hours on cases, two hours on email, an hour on this, an hour on that. Um, have you found any utility for something like that? I mean, you know, it, in my head, it's one of those where it might help to, especially somebody that's new to kind of setting boundaries here an app an, a time it 's not really like a time tracking you would think of like a, a client time tracking app, but you know uh, an app like that that kind of shows you where you 're spending your time or where you're what websites you're visiting things like that like it might help somebody new to kind of setting boundaries um, to, to set those but I, I don't know like what's your thoughts
1: yeah i've used in the past uh, i think it's called like rescue time or something like that um, yeah. and, and that really just shows you what you're spending your time on, on your computer, as far as, oh, I had Slack open for, you know, day and then I had Chrome open for whatever, but it, it really just, I think, focuses on the foremost app. Um, so, you know, I might be looking at Chrome and it might be the, the active app, but I can still be, you know, scanning Slack over on the left, even if it's in the, or wherever on the screen, even though it's not actually the active app i might still be spending time reading through it um and then there's another app i've heard but i haven't tried Uh, i think it's called toggle t-o-g-g-l or something like that um that is i think geared towards time tracking and and maybe even lets you do some more i guess manual tracking of time as far as okay well i'm gonna sit down and you know work on tickets now and so you start a timer or something like that and, and it tracks um how long that, that timer goes for, obviously. And then you just stop it when you're done. And I think that can help you organize um, and find out you know, where you're spending your time as well. So I do agree um, for somebody, especially just starting out in a, a new position, that's probably pretty helpful if, if it's, you know, different and um, the responsibilities and, and things you have to keep up with are different than what you've done in the past. It is helpful to know how much time you're actually spending. You know, you may think you're spending 30 minutes, but it could be two hours and you just didn't realize it um, if you really get in the zone and, and start working on something. So it is helpful to at least have an idea, even if it's just a, a rough idea of what time you're spending on certain things.
0: Yeah. which So you brought up something there that I kind of want to touch on because it's it's something that I've Found myself doing a lot, not necessarily in the last couple of months because I, I realized it one day, and then I kind of uh, have been working on not doing it as much. But uh, when we talk about time and your calendar and things like that, are, we naturally tend to think of like somebody trying to uh, get some of that time, or somebody trying to meet with us in some way, shape, or form, or call or, or whatever, right? But apps do the same thing. Like you were just talking about how many times you look over and look at Slack and and try to catch up on stuff. And like that breaks the, for me anyways, it breaks the, the content, it's context switching. Right. Um, and, and the more that you, the more of that, that you do, the more time you you lose naturally because it's all right now moving to Slack. I'm reading through a conversation. My my brain has to shift into like the context of that specific conversation, how it relates to what's being said right now. And then you have to switch back to whatever else you were working on before. Um, so how do you, how do you manage all that? Is it, you know, you mentioned just kind of having it up over on the side, like how, any tips, tricks or whatever for, for, you know, not letting it kind of like suck away your time, just like a person would.
1: Um, I definitely could be better about that for sure. So, um, I, I think that's honestly Slack and and things like that sometimes can be some of the most, yeah, it can be some of the most, yeah. Mm-hmm. some of the most distracting and um you know time sinks as far as you know work days go a lot of times i'll find myself i'll do five or ten tickets and then you know pop back over to slack and catch up on all the channels and stuff that are have you know unread messages and so that you know wastes 10 or 15 minutes that i could have you know just been doing some more tickets but i feel like i need to catch up there and then i'll go back and do three tickets and come back and so it is you know a, a major burden as far as Um, context switching and stuff. So I think, um, one of the things I should probably do is just be more about either hiding time and actually just focusing on either doing tickets or whatever I need to be doing at the moment. And then, um, maybe switch back to uh, open Slack back up after that and check on, you know, what's happened, if there's anything important and then, you know, do the same thing again. Um, it, you know, a lot of people use, uh, I think the, the Pomodoro technique where you're you know working for, you know, focused on one task for, um, 20 minutes, I think is the, um, the official time, but you can really do whatever you want. Um, just focus on it for 20 minutes and then take a five or 10 minute break to, um, check Slack or check Twitter or whatever, you know, whatever you need to do to sort of take a break. And then you, you know, jump back in and focus for another 20 and you just, you know, repeat that all day. Um, and I think that can be helpful too. I don't, I guess I don't exactly feel like I work that way, but, um, maybe if I were m- more intentional about it, it, I might find that, um, something like that might work. I think you, for each person is different as far as your attention span and how long you can focus on that one particular task before you need to sort of switch and do something else. So,
0: yeah, definitely. That's one of the things. Um, so typically through my day, it's, I uh, it's almost like a natural 20 minute chunk. Like I don't have like a Pomodoro app or anything up in the corner or like a timer or anything like that. But it feels like for me, um, I'll work for about 20 minutes on customer interactions and chats and emails and things like that. Um, And then I'll move into switch over with, with kind of catching up, you know, what's been said in the, in the chat room recently, are there any new messages or things that I should look at? Um, And even that might be too much. I mean, it's really saying something if you can't go an hour without Slack, right? Um, now I'm not talking like if, if an app, like if if your product goes down and, and you kind of, you know, then, you know, everyone gets a notification and you can kind of pull back in at that point. But like your regular run of the work workday, right? You probably don't need to live in Slack, you know, for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes, you know, in a chunk like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that one of the biggest things for me has been the uh, like disabling as much of those, of those pop-up badges and notifications and, and all that as I can, like even to the point where um, it took me a while to get used to, but like hiding the menu dock, Um I, I have a Mac and so you can hide the menu doc. I guess you can on the windows. I don't really know. Um, but when you do that, it lets you focus on that one thing that's in front of you. Um And it's, it just really has kind of helped us help me. It's not really a fight or a battle, but it's definitely one of those, like it has helped me get better about focusing on, on whatever is right in front of me rather than kind of splitting things off. Um, Yeah. And I guess the Macs
1: have, you know, the do not disturb mode. You could turn on too. I've done that. Uh, And sometimes a lot of times I'll even do that. Like while we're doing the podcast or whatever, just turn on, do not disturb. So I don't have things, um, you know, distracting me, obviously, while I'm trying to focus on, either a call I'm on or especially the podcast here. Um, And uh, I haven't tried it a whole lot, but I think that could be useful as well, you know, during your work day. If you're, uh, you know, want to really focus in on something and not be interrupted by anything, just turn on do not disturb and um, that way it'll silence all your notifications and then you can turn it off and, and see if there's anything important you missed. Uh, and I think a lot of people might find that um, there probably isn't as much as you think you're going to miss uh, for, you know, an hour. You, you might feel like you're completely disconnected and are going to miss all that conversation and, uh, you know, important information that's come via email or Slack or, or whatever. But um, I think you might be surprised how how little important stuff actually happens, you know, in, in any given hour that you can't just catch up on an hour later. It's not, you know, life or death, in most cases.
0: Yeah, it's definitely what well, we used to have the saying at the deli, like, it's just sandwiches, just making sandwiches. It's, it's not that big a deal. And for me, it always helps to like put myself in a situation of, you know, all of our interactions with customers are, are online you know, whether it's email chat or whatnot, like what if that customer was standing right in front of you and you were like trying to figure out what was going on with them, trying to watch like this conversation that was happening with your coworkers over here and keeping up with this timer over here that just keeps going ding, 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 ding. Like yeah, you would not do that to a customer, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Uh, that's a funny way to think about it, but yeah, there's no way that we would do that if we were, you know, a, an Apple Genius at the Genius Bar, for example. Yeah. They're not constantly doing, you know, five different things, checking their phone and checking some other computer. They're focused in on, you know, the the person that they're working with and trying to resolve their problem. So um, I think it's helpful to to keep that in mind for sure. I mean, there's you know, there's always exceptions and and things that we do are a little bit different, but. Um, mm-hmm. In, in general, I think that's a you know a good rule and a, a good thing to think about.
0: And here's the man of the hour. Speak of him, Jeff from uh, from Wistia. Sorry, uh, he's having to come in on the tail end of this, but yeah, how are you?
2: I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks for thanks for bringing me in.
0: Yeah, no worries. So the the conversation at this point has just kind of quick recap. Um, and, and one of the things that you can kind of uh, jump in with here, um, we we've been talking about how people, you know, so. If your time is like a bank account, people are are very eager, might not be the word, right word, but they are, they are oh, quick to jump in and take it when they need it, right? So we've been talking about ways that you can kind of set up boundaries around your time and protect it as much as you can. And one of the kind of interesting things that, that Chase Livingston brought up was that, you know, this happens with people, but it also happens with apps, right? Like think about how many times Slack is over in the corner going bing, 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 like trying to get your attention about something. Um, or, you know, maybe your work email is doing the same thing and, and blowing up. And, um, it, it kind of, br- there's so much context switching that happens at that point. Like you want to sit down you want to work on this thing, but then all of a sudden all this other stuff is going on, vying for your attention too, and, and draining away all that time that you've got in your bank account. Um, so how do you deal with that? Like, you know, how do you, um, focus on the one thing and kind of ignore, not ignore, but like push out all of those other people and apps are vying for your attention.
2: I don't. Uh, right. <laughs> you just let it come. That's like a watch um, But I, I, I think it's really important to know your most important thing is your one thing is that's something that that mentor manager, you know, whoever is working, helping you work on the work um, should be able to give on, that's something you should be able to work with them. I think that that's really important. Um, otherwise, you end up forest gumping yourself, right? Turn back. You could end up yourself. You think is your one thing, else thinks is important. Um, and uh, I, I also think a lot of things that people things are not um A lot of things that people think require time to sit down and talk about, you really feel nonsense chit chat and then you end up without your action items because no one's exactly clear on what they need um you're really really clear on why are we meeting a lot of times you're like wait a minute we don't need a meeting we could just write all this out and then uh come back to it um i have a lot of experience pushing back on me out meetings and then we just never talk about it so clearly whatever that thing was it was not that important Um, I don't recommend other people do that, but it's certainly helpful to think of when you're setting up a meeting, like, do I really need this info or is this kind of like, it'd be nice to have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of interplay between um, how the organization sets up what's important and how teammates figure out which of these meetings should I either set up or attend or spend my time thinking about.
0: Yeah. So I like the trick there as far as like pushing back a little bit and seeing if they can answer that kind of question. So if, you know, I mean, you can kind of do that because you've been at Wistia for a while. Like what happens if you're a new manager, a new team member, and you know, you're working on something and somebody wants some of your time, like how do you say no?
2: It's extremely hard, especially in an in-person culture, co-located culture like ours, because you, you're like saying no, the person's like right next to you.
0: They're just uh, like, hey, did you see that over there? And then just run the other way.
2: And everyone's sense of what busy means um, looks like uh, something out of more of like the industrial or like the doing it world mm-hmm. where, yeah, I'm busy. You'd expect to look over and that person is, is like literally typing, you know, or they're writing something or drawing or they're in another meeting or whatever you know and historically it would have been like i'm busy because i'm either gone or i'm like working on another widget mm-hmm. thing now you actually are busy if you're just thinking about yep. what you need to do if you're just sorting out what's the most important thing for me to work work on but it doesn't look like busy and that can create a lot of like guilt and feelings if you're being asked to do stuff and you're like well i'm not technically busy but, man, I really need that time, and we end up doing that time like in the shower, or when we 're with our friends or our you know our partners, we're actually spending time thinking about that project that we 're supposed to be thinking about, and I think that that's not that's not sustainable um, and it certainly doesn't get you the best work so again it's like there's interplay between what the organization needs to do to set people up for success, right? You have to set rules, I think basecamp is a leader on this, that the organization says, hey, we want to grow and we want to do this and this better, but we're not doing it at the expense of all of our people running around crazy. You know, we're not doing it at the expense of having to hire 20 new people. Um, We're going to do what we're going to do and we're going to add, you know, five people to our headcount in order to do it. So now with that set as the baseline, let's start talking about what we can accomplish um and i think that's a really smart way to go about it
0: yeah i know with our support team you've got a whole day for it we call it uh research and innovation days or nine days um everybody's got one a week and you control that day you if it's literally just you know catching up on a book that you think will help the rest of the team do it and then share what whatever you learned or um if the thinking part can always be so tough because like you're right we need time to have that what uh what uh carl a cow what's his name calls uh deep uh deep thinking yeah I, i still need to read that book it's on my list to order um but you know that deep thinking which you might come up with something at the end of it or it might literally be like the pieces are all still rumbling around but at least they're like closer to fitting right it's kind of like you've you've uh, gone from just throwing all the puzzle pieces on the table to like, oh, well, like here's all the edge pieces over here. Like I know where those are now. And here's all the like center pieces. I know where those are now. Uh, it's not really something that, especially if you're remote and you're kind of like, you know, trying to tell others what you did that day. Well, I separated into edge and non-edge pieces, but it took six hours. Like that, that's fine. It feels weird to say that, but it's fine. Like that work is needed because that's when – You'll start putting things together and start making the puzzle. Um, Livingston, what, what, like you know, at Automatic, we were talking about you've got the like um, I forget what term you use for the Mondays, but the like nothing but email ticket button. smashing Mondays is ticket smashing Mondays. the
1: colloquial term.
0: <laughs> I was like manic Monday. No, that's not the word he used. Um, <laughs> not quite, but close. <laughs> um, so you've kind of got that in play. Wait, what are, are there any other kind of like policies like Jeff was talking about that that Automatic has set up to make sure like you can kind of protect your time without being the bad guy or whatever for saying no?
1: Yeah, I mean, we um, I think Automatic sort of recognizes the eighty twenty time um, kind of thing that a lot of uh, folks do. I don't know if it's necessarily a. Um, you know, a hard and fast thing. Like we don't all have the same day, obviously that we're working on our, you know, 20% projects or whatever, but it's definitely something that's encouraged. Um, and I think if we all took the same day, then obviously no users would get answers that day, which would be bad as well. So, um, that's sort of just, you know, up to each person individually when they want to take the time to do that. Um, so I think that's another, you know, an easy, um, sort of a a common thing that we do. Um, as far as anything else, I mean, we definitely, you know, set our own schedules pretty much. And there's just, you know, maybe one or two meetings a week, um, that are sort of mandatory as far as like a team meeting and then, um, potentially a, a one-on-one either every week or every other week. But other than that, um, we're pretty, free to set our own schedules and sort of work around um, everything else for, for whatever we need to do. It's not something where somebody just, you know, peering over my shoulder or, you know, watching my screen to see what I'm doing. So um, there's definitely the freedom there to, to do what we need to do essentially.
0: Jeff, we were talking with Livingston earlier about kind of those, uh, you know, ticket smashing Mondays and things like that. A lot of times folks will have kind of those policies in place, right? The, or guidelines, whatever you want to call them, the, the no meeting Mondays, the um, free time Friday. I don't know. I'm running out of alliteration. <laughs> um, the, the other ones were the only other ones I have are food related, like Taco Tuesday and Stir Friday. Um, so love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, like when it comes to your time, are there any informal like you know you reserve Friday just for you know thinking through things? Is it you try to put like all your one on ones on like Tuesdays? Anything like that?
2: Um, I have um. The only thing that going into the week I have protected is I have two hours on Wednesdays for processing time Mm -hmm. and it makes sure that uh, those links that I'm like, man, I, this article sounds like it's just talking about um, a problem that I'm having right now. Or um, I had somebody, you know, I'm emailing people all the time saying, how do you do this? Or how can I improve at that? And they'll get back to me and say, Oh, you know, suggest a time that might work. I try to protect that Wednesday time. It's not no meeting time. It's almost Mm -hmm. like professional development time. I want to get better at my job and I want to protect time without being too prescriptive with myself, I guess, about like, this is the time to get better at it. Um, so if my, if my manager, my, um, you know, leader Brendan says, Hey, here's like a piece of what you're doing that I think really we need to improve upon. Um, I'll make sure to schedule for a few weeks in a row time during that Wednesday slot Mm -hmm. uh, to look into that, to make sure that I'm doing it, setting up the habit. Um, And then informally or like more flexibly, uh, I try to plan my days out as much as possible. Um, By the middle of the morning, I like to have my whole calendar full of either somebody has asked for a meeting and I agree that we should have the meeting, or I set I block the time for myself to say, wow, today I really need to answer that Chase Clemens email that I never answer and I'll put It's still
0: minutes. sitting there.
2: I know. Yeah. Well, that's the second part of it is I put 15 minutes on the calendar and then at least um I can review at the end of the day and say, did I do that? And there's lots of times I say, nope, I blew right through that time because something else was more important. Um, but at least I give myself that time to say, you know uh, in the service of um what 's that book that we read essentialism essentialism, yeah, essentialism was it actually important, or did I just think it was important and it was really just urgent? Um, at least I can review that for myself, so that 's what i that 's what I try to do
0: yeah, so uh, links and I were having an interesting conversation earlier, both of us are very much like here 's like three things that we want to get done today. There's no set time when that's going to happen. It's just if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, like, it rolls to the next day. And you kind of, you know, catch up on it then. Uh, from what you're describing, it's like you kind of lay out, like, hour by hour, chunk by chunk. Like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do, do this. Like, uh, how, how does that work? Uh, like, how, I should say, how well does that work? Do you find, like, do you find yourself blowing through stuff frequently? Or or is that is it, like you mentioned, okay to do that? It's just, it turns out that wasn't important.
2: Well. I do find myself blowing through stuff because someone will say, Hey, we really need to figure this out. Can we meet in the next hour? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll just move this stuff to tomorrow. Um, and then occasionally at the end of the week, I'm like, why is my Friday so full of time before I even started the day? Oh, I scheduled all these meetings with myself because I pushed them from day to day. Something's wrong. Right. And and for some people, I think they'd look at their Friday schedule and say, oh, that's a role. Actually, that's a role that the organization needs is I have these four or five hours that are blocked that actually could be 20 to 30 hours if somebody really was doing a great job of it rather than me just slowly punting it from day to day. Other times I'm like, yeah, you know what? I got caught up in something in a project that I shouldn't have. Um, and I think that happens to everybody too. They sign up for something that they had no business signing up for. Um, and rather than pushing somebody else to do it, they just said they would do it. Um, I think it's a lot harder, uh, in the customer facing roles where your business as usual is like 80 plus percent of your everyday job, um, is like already planned before you even come in. So you're talking about, a half an hour, hour that you have to play with each day, as opposed to, for the most part, I have a few hours each day that are not scheduled, already scheduled with meetings. So I have a little bit more time to play with. Um, Yeah, a lot of stuff slips. You got to be honest with yourself, um, try to review at the end of the week how you did and try to get better. And I think sharing that with your manager is a great way to figure out, is that a role kind of in hiding? Me not doing a good enough job of pushing stuff to other people, you know, delegating and that kind of thing, Um, or am I just not doing the most important work?
0: All right, so Chase Livingston, you get the uh, the final say. Anything else you want to throw in?
1: No, I think that's great. Definitely agree with with everything Jeff said as well. So hopefully that's helpful to the listeners for the end too, knowing that we're not as great at as great as at the time management aspect of our job. Be. I think that's something that everybody can work to improve on.
0: Yeah, I think that's the big thing. It's it's work just like anything else. It's Whether it's you block out each day or whether it's you kind of take more of a, a willing, whatever. Um, I remember reading an article about Warren Buffett. So you would think that Warren Buffett has this like crazy packed out schedule like, you know, for the next couple of months or whatnot. He doesn't. It's basically 24 hours. So say you want to have a, a meeting with Warren Buffett on Friday. You call Thursday. And see if he has time for you on Friday. And that's as far out as as they'll schedule, like 24 hours from that day, uh, which I thought was really cool. And yeah, I mean, you got to work at it. You got to make your space, but you also, like, you get to decide. Like, you get to decide who gets your time. Um, You it might be uh, some constraints in there as far as like, you know, customer work, as far as cases and live chat and and things like that. Um, But even that you and your team just to sit down and decide, like, is it okay if a customer waits an hour for a reply? So I can do this deep thinking work over here. Is it okay if we have a four hour reply, if I can make sure that uh, this other person gets to do, you know, work on this other project, that's going to work out for customers in the long run. Like you get to decide that that's the big thing. And that's the thing I think we want our listeners to take away from from all of this.
2: So. 100% being more intentional about your time will have immediate and dramatic impacts mm-hmm. on your impact. And it's amazing how often we assume. Um, we well, you know, getting back to this customer is the most important thing. And actually you talk to, you know, your leader, your, your team lead, or, or even all the way up to the CEO and they're like you know what we actually need you all to improve grow and improve as a team and so if we can't build that it's okay for that customer to wait man we need to set up priority non-priority inboxes or whatever there's all kinds of ways around it but if you don't raise it and you're not aware of it and you 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 run the risk of just sliding in you know day to day so good
0: all right, so that's our take on this one. Let us know what you think. It's hello at supportops.co or you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at supportops there. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks again for joining us. And until we see you again next time, have an awesome one.